Welcome to the Let's Wrestle Podcast with Dan and Nico. I am Nico and I am back. Here's Dan over here. What's up, Dan? What's up? What's up? Hey, man. I'm glad you're back because that intro, I cannot do that intro, bro. Yeah, and we need some unbiased opinions up in here instead of just, you know, single-mindedness. You know, I heard last week's episode it was good. It was a good episode. Great episode. Just missing something. Just missing just a little bit of, I don't know, no, like back and forth conversation. You know, maybe some differences in thoughts. But it's all good. It's all good. I'm back. I'm back. And I'm ready to attack. Yeah, <sighs> it's been a fucking field day last week because I didn't have anybody to argue what I was saying. And I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> you can hear though that you wanted some confrontation, but <laughs> it just wasn't there. Will did a great job. Was that name Will? Will yes. Right? And when there's Will. a Will, there's a way. And shout out Will for coming on last week and fitting out. in. So appreciate you. That was great. We should have Mom and both of us on here. It'd be great. We can both. Uh, so that'll be fun. But mm. let's go ahead and uh, you know, actually, you know, how was your Christmas, man? I didn't, I never asked you. It was good, man. It was good. Chilled, relaxed. You know, time off work was great. You, what's up? Uh, and it was okay. It was all right. Got some stuff for the baby, or yeah, for well, not really a baby anymore. She's a toddler. But anyways, got some nice. shit, some cool stuff. It's all good. You know, Christmas. I'm just glad it's over. No more stressing about buying shit. Um, yeah. But l- let's go ahead and get into our conversation starter, which should be uh, a head roller. Let me just make sure I have this question correct. Should AW bring CM Punk back in the new year? Yes. If available to, to be honest, if he wants to. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, why would you not? Like, I I get it. The drama, the backstage shit that was going on. I get it. I do. But we're trying to run a business. We're trying to make some money. We're trying to compete with the biggest wrestling company in the world. But you can't do that without star power. And yes, you can say that they do have some stars and some that you know, to a wrestling fan, they're a star, but to the casual fan, they're really not. And CM Punk is both of that. So why would you not want to bring back CM Punk? Let me ask you that. Well, I mean, you don't even know my answer. I would say that they should bring CM Punk back, of course, if he's willing and wanting to come back. Um, the only reason why you wouldn't want to have CM Punk back is if he's going to keep, if there's going to be that division or that, kind of feeling like uh, I don't like the younger crowd or it doesn't like what they're doing or whatever the fuck. Because I'm going to go ahead and talk about something else along with this. Um, so Dax Harwood, he actually has a new podcast coming out, um, which is funny because I don't know if you if you go on Spotify and you look up his podcast, the FTR, it's FTR with Dax Harwood. Um, they just copy-pasted his new podcast over uh, Regal's Gentleman Vidalin podcast. So, like, when you go to the podcast page, like, all the old Gentleman Vinland episodes are on there. It's weird. They took his job. They took his job. <laughs> they took his job. Yeah, they didn't take his job. <laughs> he left his job. All right. So, this is what I'm talking about with, with, with something that, you know, we talked about in the past and someone I've defended, even though I wasn't a big fan of his. Still not the hugest fan of his, but Hangman Page. So, 
uh, Dax Harwood on the FTR podcast. Uh, after the promo segment, he's talking about the promo segment um, with Punk and Hangman. After the promo se- segment, I went to Punk and I said, that was really good. That was a great segment. They got the fans to react. It's hard sometimes to get the fans to react to a babyface, babyface match. I thought it was a great segment. He was like, ah, I'm kind, I'm kind of feeling a certain way about it. I had no inkling that anything went wrong or went sideways or anything like that, he said. So it kind of goes back to when we actually watched that segment for the first time. Before knowing all the backstage bullshit, behind the scenes, CM Punk upset about it. Right. It was the only thing that actually made that, that rivalry, like, good. Because everything before that was trash. The build-up to that match was horrible. But that promo between the two was great. Or at least at the time, I mean, it actually made it interesting. Because before that, it was not. Yeah. And, I mean, Dax Harwood being within the business himself, didn't see anything wrong with it. Didn't even realize that Hangman was going into business for himself. Because, you know, at least to Dax um, Harwood, that's not who Hangman is. At least from the interactions he's had with him. So, that also goes back to Punk. Is he, was he just being too nitpicky about that? And just needs to realize maybe Hangman made a mistake. Tell him once, you won't do it again, kind of thing, instead of being salty about it this whole time and then bringing it up years later, not years later, but months later. Like that kind of attitude is probably what attributed to him being so upset in the very end. Do you think maybe he was his own, also in a way, his own um, like setback and just frustrations riding up? I mean, Punk, if he wants to come back, then he's going to be able to come back. It's without a doubt. But, I mean, do you think he'll, he'll be like willing to come back? Do you think he can p- push all this shit to the side? If something like that could have made him so upset? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, CM Punk, like, you got to think that he's one of those guys has, like, that old school mentality right now. So, and I've always heard, like, if you're a wrestler, man, and you're in this business, like, as far as promos go, like, anything is kind of free game, you know? Like, you can kind yeah. of say whatever, like, that's kind of the point of it all to fucking draw people in. So, um, so it is a little surprising to hear that he did get a little offended by it. But, um, in this situation, though, like, they're they're kind of targeting right because the page promo is basically about that punk is there and he's kind of damaging the company right like that you know he's trying to protect AEW from cm punk like like that's what he was saying in that promo right yeah okay so that's what he was saying and that's also what eddie kingston said in his promo against punk let's not forget that that i feel like that's also a big thing to to remember that Page wasn't the first one to say that in a promo against Punk. Eddie Kingston was. But continue. Yeah, what I, I just feel like, and I mentioned it before, Eddie Kingston and Page, when it's coming from, you know, each of their mouths, it's definitely different, I feel. And I can understand. I would say, 
I would say Eddie Kingston, if it's coming out of Eddie Kingston's mouth, it's more real than it is coming out of Hangman Page's mouth. This is the thing. Punk knows that Page you know, hangs out with Omega and the Bucks, and those are his guys. So he might feel like him and his social friends are all in agreement that, like, you know, maybe they don't want me here. So I, I understand I, that. I mean, yeah, Hangman hangs out with those, with those people, but... If the reports are correct, he really doesn't hang out with them all that much anymore. Like, they're still his friends, but it's not anybody, like, they're not as tight as they were going into AEW, especially during that time. They're questioning, like, like why, he's, why is he even here, like, or we don't really need him here to make, you know, good ratings and, and draw the money or whatever, move the needle, as they say, so... If I'm punk, I, I could get offended like, hey, man, I didn't have to come back or like I'm already old and like I'm trying to help y'all like I, you know, I see what we can do here. You know what I mean? And fucking make some money. Okay, and then but if that these guys that started the company who are have little tactics against him that are driving him away, it doesn't make any sense. Like, but it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that the fans are going to be behind him. Like, that's why I don't understand why he got so upset. Because just because Hangman says one thing doesn't mean the fans are going to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? He's right. It's just that was the only thing that actually made that that program between them two actually interesting. Because other than that, it was a trash pr program. Everything about it, just because CM Punk was a part of it doesn't make it amazing. Uh, the buildup to it was just all wrong. I don't even know what how they did the build-up. It was just CM Punk doing a whole bunch of matches, gaining up wins, and then he challenges for the title, and they have some spats here and there, but nothing, like, crazy. Like, it was just such a weird program. And even someone who's in the business, Dax Harwood, after seeing the, pro the pro promo, didn't even think, like, everything you're saying right now is not what even crossed his mind. It was just like, damn, that was good between both of them. Awesome. Let's fucking make money. I didn't say it was good. I, I I mean, I know Dax is saying that, but I'm thinking when I'm watching this, and you probably thought the th same thing, that it wasn't like, oh, this is good. It was like, this is weird. Like, it what was happened weird, but, here? but it got me interested into it. I, I remember didn't get being in it until Punk called out Hangman and went off the script there, and what? he wasn't even in a rivalry with him at the time. It, it was with Moxley. He was no. feuding with I remember us both talking about it, how it was weird, but it was the only thing interesting um, out of that feud. Like, out of everything that they had done before that, it wasn't, like, you know, it's going to look great around shit. Is all I'm saying is that that was the only thing that was actually good about that whole feud. Now that, that you one. look at it, now that you look at it, yes. No, this is what you said when it happened. After the stuff comes out and we find no, out, like, no. But yeah, at the time, it was like, this is kind of weird. Like, what's going on here, right? I was excited for the match because I wanted to see Punk win the championship. Oh, my God. After you, I went you completely forget what you actually said about the extra promo. Yes, you said it was weird. You said it was weird. But okay. we also said that that's the only thing that's been, that made this exciting. Because it I was mean, weird. But because it was like, that's, well, damn, what's going to happen now? That to make the show exciting because that's no not to make the feud exciting. What the fuck are you talking about? Show the feud. But that's the thing though. Like we look at it now, like that was what kind of kicked things off with the no, backstage. Shit. I'm not talking about the backstage shit. I'm not talking about this this feud between 
the I'm talking about the feud between CM Punk and Hangman. Just that portion. I'm not talking about hindsight. I'm talking about when it happened, what we were thinking at that specific time. That it was weird. It was after out of left field, but it yes. was the only thing in that feud that was exciting. That's what we were thinking at that time. Because it was weird that it was like, what was he talking about? Like, what's going on here? Like, let's. Okay, right. cool. This is happening. Like, that's the only good thing that happened out of that feud. I'm not talking about hindsight. Hindsight's all that bullshit. I'm just talking about then and there. So, like, something that the fans probably didn't even process of, of Hangman going into business of himself is something that CM Punk hung on to, which is ridiculous. Even Dax Harwood couldn't even see what was wrong with the promo at the time. So, do you think Dax is ridiculous that he was fucking acting that way? He just thought it was weird. What did he say in here? He just didn't see it. See what he saw. Uh, he had no. What he said was he. I had no inkling that anything went wrong or went sideways or anything like that. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he was like, huh? like, why? Why do you? Why do you feel kind of way about it? Okay, so let's agree on this. Um, if Punk comes back and is willing to do business, and so is Paige. They could make a lot of money with this feud now, like with everything oh, that came yeah. out. Like they could make some money, man, and this could be like that signature rivalry for fucking Page that mm-hmm. you know just kind of takes him another level. Um, because obviously that's what they wanted since the beginning. That they knew he was going to be kind of the guy leading the charge at some point. Um. And then they started getting other stars, but, uh, but yeah, they pulled, I mean, they pulled, they pulled the trigger on him too late. Maybe just a couple months late. Yeah, right. it's kind of it's kind of his fault too. Like, no real fault to him. I mean, he wanted to go home to see the birth of his child, which is great. But I mean, wrestling's timing. Sometimes yeah. if you don't do things at the right time, then it's it doesn't work out the way you want it to, and that's what happened to Paige. He could have had. Longer feud, a chance for another good fucking little feud in that in that run, but like you said, they pulled it kind of late. I, I thought they should have done it sometime in the summer, but they waited till the fall. So yeah, and that's yeah. because he he wanted to take some time off, and that's all I'm saying with the with the whole CM Punk thing. I feel I'm saying that if he wants to come back, definitely bring him back, but I feel it's unlikely. I think it's more likely that everyone in the elite and hangman are willing to do business cm punk it's more likely that he won't want to but page maybe maybe i don't want it that bad bro like page page is not even a factor in all this like backstage drama i really don't think so i think what he said stuck with cm punk and he mm -hmm. couldn't get over it and hangman by the time that cm punk called him out was probably blindsided by it. He was like, what the fuck? I haven't been doing anything. He literally wasn't doing anything at that point. He was in the mid card with the fucking dark order. So like the low mid card. So how are you going to call someone out who wasn't doing anything? That's all I'm saying. We can talk about how he factors into that also, but um, think about this, man. What if Paige just doesn't want it that bad? He doesn't want to be that guy, bro, because obviously they can set him up to be that but maybe he doesn't want it because he takes some time off, which we love that for him. He was having a kid. Um, but, dude, he works once a week. And you have guys that have been doing it for fucking 30, 40 years where they're on the runs of their careers. And 
they're on the road fucking 300 days a, a, a year and shit. You don't think that Paige couldn't have made it happen? Like, I understand him wanting to take time off, but how much more time do you need off? Like, you, maybe a week or two, That that's cool, but come, come on, man. Like, you got a chance to be getting the title put on you and going on a run. I mean, you hear all these old wrestlers, too, about how they missed out on their kids and everything, dude. It, that does take a lot out of you. I'm not sure what he's actually doing on the outside either, um, other than wrestling once a week. So we can't really speak to exactly what he's doing, how much time off is necessary, especially with the newborn. Um, I mean, I only took two weeks off of work, but that wasn't because I wanted to only take two weeks off. I would have taken off more if I could have. So he had the opportunity to do that. So like, that's why I can't really judge him on that end because that's going to be moments that he'll never be able to get back if he weren't to do it. So he, took, he chose priorities, and that was priority. At the time, to say now, I don't know. Um, he seems to want him to be working, and he's getting better. Um, his promos seem a lot better now. Um, he's not doing anything amazing right now, but to say that he doesn't want it that much, mm, possible, but I don't think so. I'm not confirming it. I'm just, I'm, I gotta ask, you know? I know, and I'm answering. What if, I'm just saying. If you know what I mean, so... Um, he definitely has potential, but, you know, we've talked about him, you know, countless times on this show, and that's okay. Um, he's doing that right, but, yeah, man, um, going back to CM Punk and this whole situation, um, yes, he should be back, AEW should definitely bring him back, they'd be dumb to not do it unless Punk just for sure does not want to do it, then I get that, but... It's up to Punk at the end of the day. Yeah, man. Tony, it's like, it, you're, you're saying that like AEW is going to be like, nah, we don't want him back. We don't need him back. They're not like that at all. Because you're like, they'll be dumb if they don't take him back. It's like, well, not duh. Like, they want to take him back. But if CM Punk don't want to do business, then what are they going to try for? We, we obviously don't know Tony, but you feel like he is a reasonable guy and a forgiving guy, even if Punk told him you're a fucking pussy and I don't want to work for you anymore or something like that, he would still, you know, talk and... I think, Tony likes, you know? I, think, I think Tony likes to make money. So, yes. <laughs> like, I, I think he likes to brag about how much money he makes and how good his shows are doing. Like, that's all he talks about in the media scrums. I mean, that's what you got to talk about, right? What, are you going to talk about how shitty it is? Ah, uh, yeah, we suck. Yeah, we suck so bad. Everything sucks where we're at. Don't come over here because we suck. No, well, he'll be talking about, like, uh, yeah, you know, it, it went well and this and that. And then he's like, so, you know, like, uh, we actually, you know, did this and accomplished this. And we actually made this much money. And we actually, you know, it's the most we've ever done and, and things like that. Like The only time that I felt like it was stupid of him, like, talking <laughs> about, like, how good they did was when they when he's lying. When it's, the, when it's, like, an obvious fucking lie. When he's talking about how they, they made, like, a million dollars off the gate, fucking great. Congratulations. Talk about it all you want. But, like, when it goes... He fucking did the Friday Night Wars. That's stupid. <laughs> I mean, lied that there was no motive by bringing back Coke Cabana, you know, literally after this whole CM Punk thing. Um, I mean, maybe not behind Tony, but apparently Chris Jericho is the one that brought him back, so maybe it was Chris Jericho's motive. And Chris Jericho's full of shit. Like, you know he wanted to get back at Punk. Like, come on, dude. Well, yeah. I mean... Don't say that. Big-ass mess, buddy. 
big ass mess that Punk did. And you know, Chris Jericho's a fucking manipulator backstage. If anyone's a manipulator, it's fucking Chris Jericho. He's Kevin Nash. He's whole. Ah, dude. Don't talk about Kevin Nash like that. I mean, he's like you know, one of those guys backstage. Like you can like say Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Yeah, like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Well, we can talk about like Shawn Michaels, like Triple H. Why do you think CM Punk? Well, I mean, we never know. He might have worked with Jericho at some point if he had stayed, but I don't think Punk would yeah. wanted to work with him at all because I doubt it. They had some pretty good minutes when they were in WWE. Yes, when Jericho was fucking peak. So, I don't, I don't see why they wouldn't have done any business as long as there's money involved. That's he's the thing, like fat of every fucking segment on the show. I mean, not out of few that he's in, bro. Uh, ever since the the Pinnacle feud, uh, yeah, this last feud with um with the uh, Combat Club, it just went on too long. But I think it only went on too long because there was nothing else for them, and they just wanted to keep them on TV. I think that was the whole issue of that one. It just went on way too fucking long. It started off with Eddie Kingston, bled its way into the Blackpool Combat Club, and it's just overdone. What are they even fighting about? Pro wrestling and pro wrestling and um, that was the whole uh, feud. It was about pro wrestling versus sports <sighs> entertainment. Oh man, I fucking knew when Ricky Starks was out there the other week, and he was you know like talking about after his match with MJF. I'm like, Jericho's going to come out right now. Like, whoever he's going to feud with next is going to come out right now, and I bet it's going to be Chris Jericho and... Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks didn't have any interaction this week, so maybe it's a pause right now. Chris Jericho is more talking to the dude who beat him uh, a couple weeks ago. They'll probably save it for fucking Revolution or something like that, but... Well, I mean, who else do you want Ricky Starks to feud with at this point while he's not in the main event scene with the MJF? Well, he better beat Jericho, but... Well, I'm just saying, like, who else? Tell me who else he should be feuding with. I mean... That's what I thought. There's no one fucking else. If anybody, Chris Jericho, because people know Chris Jericho. Because all this is Jericho, and nobody else gets time to fucking build a, a, a good heel that's not named fucking MJF. We don't want to have... We don't have... We, won't, we don't want to have Rick, uh, Ricky Starks going up against the TNT champion right now, Samoa Joe. Because right now that's Samoa and Joe Wardlow. We don't want that right now because Ricky Starks is not a TNT champion. He's a right. main eventer. What are the heels? So you get a, what, there are no the heels. That's why. So if you want to go with the massive heels, people, then it's going to be Chris Jericho. Right now, Kenny Omega and the Bucks, they're not heels anymore. They're baby faces going up against for the trios titles, trying to make the trios titles relevant. The supposed heels, the Lucha Bros and Pac, who get a pop for every move they make. So does everyone. I don't know what you're complaining about. Anyways. Yeah, there's a lot of supposed heels in the AEW. I don't even know if they're heels. <laughs> I think two of the three are heels. I'm not sure what's going on there. Do you think Jericho's a heel? Because, I don't know, man. Sometimes, I mean, every time actually he comes out, everybody's singing a song. And, you know, they're just loving Chris Jericho. But he's apparently the top heel from what you're saying besides MJF. I mean, there's no one else. He's the only one doing heel shit. And that's also part of the problem, brother. There's no one else to, for them to feud with. I think they're building up people, but... And that's what, a problem. You, who else do you want him to go up against? I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. That's a problem. You should have other people to fucking be ready for a, 
up and coming baby face like Ricky Starks, who killed it on the mic the other day against Jericho. Just love them, man. Okay, that just makes him look better, doesn't it? Yes, but okay. So then they're building him up. They're building up Ricky Starks so he can go up against MJF, who is the number one heel. So what do you want to do with Ricky Starks? You want to put him in a feud that's going to make him look better. Why do you want to put him in a feud to build somebody else up or to have another great heel go up in the Like, no, make somebody who's going to come in and make Ricky Starks look better. And that's what Chris Jericho is going to do. He's going to make Ricky Starks look better. You're, you're talking about Chris Jericho. So. Like, if he doesn't, like, he's never done anything in this business whatsoever. I mean, all he's done was shit on the business. I give Chris Jericho praise all the time for what he's done in the business, even up until. <laughs> no, you just you, you you talk about it. You're like, oh, it's all it was. He did great then, but now he's shitty. He sucks. He doesn't do anything right. It's like, damn, dude, calm down. Is that not? Is that so far fetched that I I say that he's washed and he's shitty now? Is that hard to believe? I mean, that's pretty believable considering it's his age. hard to believe considering half like a lot of the matches he's had recently. You're like, oh, damn, that was a good match. Which he's still the, shit. And Brian Danielson match. That's Brian Danielson. The Moxley the match. Moxley match. Like one Moxley match. <laughs> Even his Fatal Four Way match was a good match. The one with Sammy Guevara with Claudio and Fatal Four Way sucked. That match was just whatever, man. I only watched it because Brian Danielson was in it. Yeah, whatever. But dude, oh, that's dude, what I'm saying, man. It's oh gonna, if anyone's gonna build up Ricky Starks, might as well put him with Chris Jericho. Stop it, man. Stop it. You like he has a whole bunch of people to actually wrestle against and build himself up because you have that whole ass faction. Unless you want him to go back and fight with the fucking what are they called? The Diamond Club? I don't know what their fucking name is. I understand that what you're saying as far as who else are they gonna put him against, but dude, Chris Jericho like you talk about him sometimes like if he's still up there, like he's not, man. He's not. Like it's it's I don't want to watch him on my TV anymore. I'm sick of it. And maybe if he did go away for a while, maybe him coming back, you know, I enjoy it. Maybe, but how can I miss you if you don't go away? Are you and, gonna watch the Ricky Starks segments if he's a part of it? Then I will watch it because of Ricky Starks, just like I watch okay. stuff with Brian. So are you gonna Are you gonna watch it so that you can see Ricky Starks win? I would hope so. I would be watching that. Then Chris Jericho's doing his job as a heel. Because you want to see him lose. Because you want to see because you want to see Chris Jericho lose. And you want to see Ricky Starks win. That's how you know he's doing his job. You hate him enough to want him to lose. You like Ricky Starks enough to watch it. It's how you do it, not if you do it. He can put him over, but it's how he did it that is going to make Ricky Starks or help Ricky Starks. And have we gotten there yet? To actually judge anything off of just one promo. Obviously not, but... Well, then what the fuck are you arguing about? I can assume that that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, we'll just have to see, won't we? Because none of that has happened yet. I'm hoping that he does help him elevate him. Like, you're, you're acting like if Jericho, I'm just like, no, he's not going to do it or whatever. I'm thinking he might not fucking make him look good. Based on what I've seen of Chris Jericho as of the last two years or so. See, so, I would say one one year maybe. One and a half? I'll meet you halfway. Like one year. Um sure. I'll give you a year, I guess. 
I'd like to not remember more than that from Chris Jerick. I don't want. I mean, to it was only myself. this past double or nothing once it like completely killed it. God, man, I just I used to love Chris Jericho. He's why has he done this to me? <laughs> um, yeah, man, we hope for better days for Chris Jericho. Um, but he's doing good. We definitely went into Jericho pretty hard here and Paige, even though this was kind of about punk. But that's what happens, man. That's the fun of uh, doing this. So, well, yeah, I mean, so CM Punk. He'll come back if he wants to. That's pretty much the end. I'll be all of it. Yes, sir. I can agree. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and get into the dirt. We found it! <laughs> There's not too much to be talking about right now. Wrestling news is kind of flat. So, uh, first thing on the agenda: Chelsea Green shut down her OnlyFans account, which says she's starting out on the main roster rather than being brought to NXT. So she's being brought into WWE, and this is what Dave Meltzer said. So we take that with a grain of salt, ladies and gentlemen. But. <sighs> Um, if anything, that's just a big indication, yeah. Going, but to go into the main roster of NXT, I, I don't think you can definitely say that just because she shut down her OnlyFans. Like, can you say that she's going to be on the main roster just because mm. she shut down her OnlyFans? I don't know why that would even, like, you know, matter. Like, whether she's on the main roster or not, like, if that goes into play for that. So, but honestly, man. I never understood the hype around Chelsea Green until I saw like her impact run recently and then I'm like okay I can kind of see that like you know maybe I hadn't seen enough of it or uh, she just got better but I think it was after her WWE release because when she was in WWE I don't think there was much about her like her character wasn't all that there was no character I think or she never really got a chance like yeah like it wasn't wasn't quite there and then she got let go and then yeah now she finally comes out and does her th- i think she, her thing. she was hurt and shit there was a while she was hurt i just don't know when she started fuck man but yeah this uh this could work i mean it might be a little weird at first but since on the main roster sometimes they've kind of cleaned up or made uh, some adjustments to what the NXT act was like like Ala Fantasma didn't have fucking Selena Vega in there they had that other lady forgot her name but um but they but, didn't need her and they needed Selena Vega nah, I just, I just like, think they wanted to give it's not odd that this could be a thing but um who knows fuck it I'm down it's gotta be better than Hit Row right oh my god Hit Row is so bad why are they even here odd who the fuck let these guys in? Am I right? Right. <laughs> so yeah, fuck it, bro. Um, so yeah, you, we'll, man, do you want to see her back on the main roster? Or I mean, I don't care. I don't really care to be honest. Uh, wherever she's gonna be, I just want to. Whatever she does, she does. If she impresses at the time that she's there, then then great. If she's on NXT, I'm not gonna watch her. That's just I don't watch NXT. Um, just never been the same. Why don't they bring in Diana Perazzo? That would be great, man. I would Boy, love a Perazzo. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. She's really good. She is really good. You know, who else is really good. Um, who like doesn't really do too too much. Oh, but damn, I forgot. She's a daughter of a wrestler. Uh, uh 
Rachel Ellering. Who? Rachel Ellering. She was actually, uh, I think she's an impact, but she basically, she's the daughter of Paul Ellering, who was the manager of the road, uh, the road warriors. Um, she's actually really good. Um, I would like to see them bring her in, of course, to an NXT contract, um, at first, but I think she can do really well. Um, she was in the match, um, with Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo at the Ric Flair's, um, last match pay-per-view. Yeah. She got injured um, early on in the match, um, but she still kept going, and she still looked really good. So, not a bad uh, outing for her in that one. So, I would like to see her get get that call up to the to the WWE. What about Tessa Blanchard? What happened to her? Nah, she fell off, bro. After all those reports about her being a bully, and she really just lost it all. She's a fucking bully. Is uh, what they're saying, but what they're saying, and it's probably true for how long she's been away. Oh my god, man! Like just, she could make some serious money for a company in a in a women's division, and like she had it, and apparently she is a bully, and now she's been outcasted, right? Well, bully and hard to work with, apparently, with the promoters also. So there's a lot more than just her being a bully because I don't think people, a lot of people, really care about that. Well, so, CM Punk bullying the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. <laughs> apparently, they were bullying him. They wouldn't stop talking about him <laughs> until he got so upset he started to cry about it. Yeah, but yeah, man. Um, Diana Peraza would be great. I hope Chelsea Green does a great job for WWE if she does come back but who gives a fuck right like you said who really I just cares? don't I don't know her that well to be like yeah she's fucking coming back I don't it's don't that's Zach's wife brother yeah I'd rather have Zack Ryder back but apparently he's coming back too and I think he's kind of doing that CM Punk uh Ring of Honor type deal with his bookings right now Okay, okay. Well, and I heard that the fact that he's going date by date and just. So he's like basically saying that they're he's going to WWE, but like, I don't know. One of the shows is like the rumors are true. And he He said that. It makes it seem like he's gonna go to WWE, but then he says, I'm gonna be here and I'm gonna be here champion and I'm gonna be the best person ever. So he's kinda like hinting at it but not saying it completely. It's kinda what kinda reminiscent of what CM Punk did in Ring of Honor when he got his WWE contract. Um when people thought he was actually gonna leave, he actually won the Ring of Honor title. Um and then he signed his WWE contract on the Ring of Honor title, lost the belt, the next pay-per-view or whatever big event that they had, and then had a little bit of a crime fit with everybody in the ring and then went to WWE. It's like you didn't even watch his documentary, bro. I didn't watch it. And I know what moment you're talking about, but I wasn't sure what you were getting at, like when you said he's doing the whole CM Punk thing. Yeah, it's kinda like that. Like But yeah. I didn't watch CM Punk in Ring of Honor, like I found out about him when he was in ECW. Or the WWE version of it. Um, oh, yeah. Same. I wasn't watching CM Punk and Ring of Honor either. But I did go back, watch some stuff. 
matches. I didn't watch segments. It's fucking hard to do that. Are you questioning my CM Punk loyalty right now? My membership that I've had for years? No. I don't want to question that. Okay. I it's just... Membership anyways. Well, I'm just glad that my membership and my loyalty to CM Punk... Go ahead and put the X's on your, on your hands, buddy. I might as well. Maybe on my yeah. ass cheeks, too. So you can be a hypocrite, just like him. <laughs> but... <laughs> I would love to see Zack Ryder come back. Apparently, he might use that name. I would think, honestly, because Matt Cardona, like, who the fuck is Matt Cardona? I think he should uh, hint at being uh, Zack Ryder, but go to Matt, go as Matt Cardona. I hope he gets that old song back, though. Oh, radio. Nah, I really hope not. I hope he didn't not like Zach that song. Ryder. That's a banger. Yeah, I hope he just doesn't come back as Zack Ryder, because then what will it be for? I mean, Zack Ryder or don't. Cool. Zack Ryder or don't come. Ugh. Honestly, uh, I mean, but yeah. he might he might just come back as Zack Ryder just because everyone remember him that way. But I don't know. It remains to be seen. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. Anyways, moving forward. Um, so there's more news in WWE's wellness policy and why they're not releasing wrestlers on the third strike, according to Meltzer and Green Assault. The WWE is concerned of losing talent to AEW, so instead, there's no serious repercussions for violating the policy. This is being brought out because Matt Riddle um, about them questioning. I guess they're just questioning like how many strikes has he actually gotten. Um. I think we're assuming that he's on his second strike because normally the second strike comes with um, rehab, I believe. Yeah. Which is what he's doing currently. Um, apparently. Apparently his girlfriend was also upset about this whole deal. I do not have anything for that though, so I'm not going to talk about it too, too much. But um, it sucks what's happening with Matt Riddle right now, but hopefully he can get everything straight, structured, so he can come back better than ever because... Um, he was going on a, he was getting a push, man. And now it's come to an abrupt stop only because of himself. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm not worried about Riddle. I think he's gonna, you know, be okay. And he'll fucking come back, like you said, stronger than ever. But honestly, not much to say about this. Um, just the fact that I guess it just depends on the star that when you look at it, like, you know, is he worth giving another shot or is he or she worth, you know, trying again or seeing if they clean up whatever they got going on but um i'm not worried for him though are you do you think he'll uh it just depends man um it seems almost now like randy orton was good for riddle probably to keep him in check as most time when you're a tag team you're kind of there with each other um the majority of the time riding together and all that shit so now that Randy Orton's gone, he's going through all this stuff. It's just, you know, let's just hope that he can pick everything back up. Because you can say, well, I'm not worried right now. But, I mean, he's already, within the year, I'm pretty sure he had the two wellness policy um, mishaps. At least within this this year. So let's hope it just turns it around. Because there's a lot of wrestlers who's having. I have faith in him. Alrighty, and so the next thing here is um, the last thing that we have on our uh, dirt 
Lana on Miro returning to WWE. The great thing about wrestling is it doesn't matter what company you work for, what promotion, anything can happen. Let's be honest. We know that everyone always returns back to WWE at some point. Hmm. All right. So this is what Lana said. Apparently a nutty 2.7 WMAY. I don't know where that's at, but it's obviously on the radio. Um, so it looks like Miro could possibly be going back to WWE, which isn't too far-fetched. Um, especially because Miro is one of, um, like a Triple H guy, if you want to say. He was a part of that original Black and Gold NXT. Um, one of the first call-ups from NXT to the main roster. Um, and he didn't do too bad. He did, didn't do great though. He was a mediocre run. But... You know, he has his ups, but if you were to come back as the Redeemer, Rusev the Redeemer, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Can he do that? Can he, is that his name, the Redeemer? Do you know? I don't know, but I don't think AEW really does any um, copywriting too, too much. Ooh, true. Well, that, that has a fucking um... ring to it. A ring to it, thank you. Um, but yeah, man, I would love to see him back. Um, dude, Rusev and Gunther, dude, uh, Rusev and fucking Roman Reigns again. Oh, let's go, Rusev a and Bobby second. Lashley, dude, Rusev and fucking Brock Lesnar. Oh man, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins again, running Cody Rhodes. We can run it back with Cody Rhodes, Austin Theory. I can already tell you, you came over here, Cody, because you were running from me. Running and now, from God. And now I will redeem you. <laughs> something. I don't, know, I don't know if you can say too much of the God promos, but we'll see. They've done it before in the past, but this is a different WWE. You in my path again, and I'm going to redeem you, Cody. I don't know if you're using that word right. Um... Isn't that what he says? Like, I'm gonna redeem you. No, he just calls himself the Redeemer. Because he I redeems don't, people. I don't. He doesn't. <laughs> I don't think he's ever said, "I'm going to redeem you." <laughs> I don't know, man. But I do want to see him back. Um, Lana. Apparently, there were some different stories going around because apparently they're gonna bring him back uh, for full gear or something like that. But he didn't want to put somebody over. I don't know if that's true. But who the fuck should he have to put over, especially in a return match? Uh, you shouldn't be putting anybody over. Uh, yeah. Unless maybe it's for the world title, but that would not make sense. I don't know. Um, after, after him leaving on such a high note, like he was just running it. Like he had like one of the best runs of his career, that last run with AEW. But to come back and then start having to put other people over, is like, hell no, he should be a main event. Yeah, man, but... You know, if he's going to put anyone over, put over like someone like MJF or someone that's a part of the main event. I think that could have been an issue. Like, what if it wasn't someone of any, like, known particular name? Well, I'm not surprised, man. I'm sure there's reasons why he didn't come back. Hasn't been all that confirmed, but they do this all the time. They bring somebody back or in and they use them for fucking six, eight weeks and then we don't see them for another six, eight weeks and they rotate guys and... Who are you talking just, about? Who like... I... I don't know. I can't think of it right now, but... Wait, so FTR? FTR? 
We yeah, don't FBI. see them sometimes for weeks, and then they FBI. bring them back. Brian Danielson, we've seen it a couple times. Guys uh, that we actually want to see, like, and but yeah, we can't get enough of Wheeler Yuta. We can't get enough of okay. Daniel Garcia. So if Brian Danielson was wrestling every single week, which he doesn't, but if he was wrestling every single week, wouldn't that make him less special? I want to see him every week. Sometimes we don't see him. Like, where the fuck did he go? He's supposed to be the best wrestler in the world, right? Like, he's also one of the highest paid guys in the world. That probably has one of the least get like the the smallest schedules. Uh, we ought to also remember that he's not the same twenty year old Brian Danielson that he used to be. He's also a man who's had a lot of neck injuries, and I'm pretty sure that his big thing coming to AEW was the lighter schedule. So yeah, we ain't gonna see him. And probably their biggest star since CM yeah, Punk is not there anymore. Yeah, probably the, one of their biggest stars, without a doubt. So but where is he? He's he's doing what he wants to do, and he's in a feud with MJF right now. What the fuck are you talking about? Now, yes. But before? Okay. Before that, what? He was gone for two weeks? He was doing that whole feud with fucking Daniel Garcia. And then that just stopped. Uh, Daniel Garcia screws him, and then the next week he's like, oh, I'm still mad, but nothing came out of it. Like... Nothing else came out of that. Now, yeah, because fucking, after that match, they had the Fatal 4-Way match, and then he was gone for a couple weeks because in the Fatal 4-Way match, that same night is when Regal did the upset with MJF. So I don't know what you mean that he's been missing. You just don't watch. But, he, but do you feel like he could be playing a bigger part? He's in the main event scene right now. What do you want him to do? Right now, yes. Yeah, so what he was doing before was trying to help build up other stars, which you say that they don't do, but they end up doing. He was in the main event scene a year ago, and he had to put over Hangman Page, Hangman who's Page. a failure of a champion, when you look uh, at it, compared then, to other other champions. And then after um, that, he got into a program with Moxley, where they ended up creating the Blackpool Combat Club. Which is stupid. Okay, and, and then in the middle of that. And in the middle of all that, he had the feud with Daniel Garcia. So I don't know what you mean by he's been gone. And then he was in that abomination of a fucking five on five or six on six. Uh, what was that match at fucking double or nothing? Would have been better if it was just a stadium stampede match that was pre-recorded. It would have been better that way. But no, they did it live and it was horrible. I don't remember what it's called. It's like um, Anarchy in the Arena. It was a horrible match. And they brought Eddie Kingston out like if he was gonna fucking. Burn up the fucking building there in the ring, okay. and just that was fucking... blood and that was blood and guts. I think wasn't it? No, oh, no, 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 that no, was no. You're right. That was double right. or nothing. That was double or nothing. That was bad. I'm, I'm not saying anything about that, but he's been in. He's been doing stuff. I don't understand what you're talking about. That he's just gone for six or seven months, or two to six or seven weeks. He's been doing shit. He probably misses like a week here or two weeks here, but he's always still within the conversation. There were some shows where. The fucking combat club or whatever. They're all doing like a promo or something in the ring. And he doesn't even say anything. Like he's just standing there. Like he could have such a he's bigger even... role and better feuds than what we've got up until now. MJF, Daniel uh, the Bryan. Problem, the problem with his last feud now is that he shouldn't have been trying to create a new star in Daniel Garcia. Just because you don't like him. I'm not saying that Daniel Garcia is going to be the biggest star in the fucking world. Even though at one point you did say so. Um... I'm just saying he's the biggest star in the world. He said, Come on, he said, that's oh my God, he's he's arrived. Daniel Garcia's arrived. <laughs> did I say I still, yes, you did. You fucking he's arrived. Oh, he's a star. And where is he now? Did he leave? Did he leave? 
What nah, happened? He's still, he's still there. He just lost the match. He just lost his title to Wheeler Yuta. And who made him in that match? Brian Danielson. Just like he gave Jericho. That's what I'm saying. Like, Brian Danielson is there to make other stars. I'm not saying anything about Daniel Garcia, really. What I'm saying is what Brian Danielson was trying to do for this whole time of the Blackpool Combat Club was trying to get Daniel Garcia over. That was we that whole mission. We can keep talking about how he's been underutilized, but look, man. Who's to say that that's not what he wants to do? Because someone has to build stars. And who else is going to build stars? A new person going to a new person? Or a new person is someone who actually has made it? How do you build stars if you're just going to put a new person against a new person? What did you have to do to make uh, Jungle Boy a star? You put him in a feud with Christian. He's not a star. He can be a star. Is, you think Jungle Boy is there? He has a better opportunity now to be a star than he did before Christian feud. Because now he's Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Without the Christian feud, he doesn't have this new persona. And let's see what he does with it. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how you build new stars. You have to put them in a feud with someone who is actually a name. Not just someone from AW Homegrown, AW Homegrown. That's not going to fucking work. Right. So You got to do it. Right? This goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's how you do it. And who's putting, who's putting those matches together, yeah. though? The, the Daniel Garcia and Dan, Brian Danielson. Who's putting those matches together? Probably Brian Danielson. Yes. And who's, Brian, who's doing the program? Brian Danielson. They probably have a little bit of help of a fucking producer, but who's actually doing the shit within the ring? Tony Khan's probably just writing like, okay, this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen. Y'all guys, y'all need to do Brian Danielson uh fucking praise for that. Yeah, like, he should have been the world champion. Like I said, we can keep talking about how he's been underutilized, but he should have been the world champion a year ago. We know and that he wasn't, and and the reason why he wasn't put into the spot to be a world champion, let's be honest, was CM Punk. Not because CM Punk wanted to be champion over over Brian Danielson. I don't think that at all. I think that they felt they would have made more money with Brian with um, CM Punk as champion than with Brian Danielson, and that's a Tony Khan almost a, a full year to give Punk the title. So I don't know what you're talking about. Brian Danielson yeah. could have had the belt since who, fucking Grand Slam, which was and just who a actually who actually came in at the same time. It was Brian Danielson and CM Punk. Brian Danielson came in had, first. And they already had the yeah, like what a week, a month beforehand. Mm, I don't like maybe it wasn't a month. that long between. Yes, exactly. It wasn't that far apart. Omega, who had the big match? Punk was. They were building him for the world title eventually. And what do you think? Brian Danielson's job was there. He was there to make Hangman Page. When Punk came in, we didn't right away say, "Give us fucking Kenny Omega and CM Punk." We wanted Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega since the beginning, since Brian Danielson walked into that fucking arena uh, when he debuted in AEW. But and we got that. We got that match, didn't we? And he should have won the world title. And that could have been a good seven or eight month run until CM Punk could have taken the title off of him. CM Punk and Brian Danielson was the big money match where they could have made a lot of fucking money because it's the two biggest stars that can still go. I'm, CM Punk uh, can't go. Don't say can, they can both go. CM, CM Punk can't go. He got injured twice. Okay, so uh, one year he can't go. So yes, he can't go. Okay, and a lot of guys you love and praise can still. Do you think Christian can't go anymore? Because Christian can actually stay fucking healthy. He's hurt right now during yeah. feud that you said was elevating Jungle Boy, and it did, did it not? 
And and was it? Didn't you shit on Punk because he got hurt when he could have been elevating guys as the world champion? Christian yeah. got hurt while he was trying to elevate Jungle Boy, who you just praised five minutes ago. And did ago. it not still work? Because Christian can still work without having to actually work instead of CM Punk who wants to stay out. Oh, I'm hurt. I don't want to work. I don't even want to be on the microphone. Leave me out of the shit. He didn't say. Um, could, C- could CM Punk not still be on the microphone? Could he not still be there? But no, no, no. They want to hold it off. They want to hold it off so that he can champion. He was the world champion. Christian could still be used as a fucking. They did that whole thing with Luchasaurus. Exactly. Christian still made it work. Okay, so what would you have Punk doing while he was hurt? Since you think he could have done something. Anything, man. He could have been there with FTR. He could have been making them. He could have been doing anything after that. He could have been on fucking commentary. He's hurt. Stop it. Stop it. Um, All I'm saying is that Brian Danielson, you're saying that he's been, like, they do this all the time where they bring in guys, they leave them out for a long time. This is where it all crooked. This is where it all kind of fucking came from. You say that they bring in guys, they take them out for months at a time, and then they bring them back. FTR, it's a, it's a pretty good example. Even though yeah. they had that big feud with the Pinnacle when they first started. Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs? I didn't see last week. What, didn't he, wasn't he supposed to show up last week? I thought so too. That's what she said. That's what it said on the fucking poster. So if he didn't show up, then I didn't see that. Um, but yeah, he's been gone since fucking... Ricky Starks. Ricky no, Starks. Not, no, he was in the triple threat match, fool. Who, uh, Will Hobbs? Yes. Yes, but now we haven't seen him. We saw him in the triple threat. Now we haven't seen him. And before he started going on this uh, tear or whatever. Starks, oh, both both of them. They've been interchangeable rotating guys for Tony Khan in the past. Oh, my God. But I, oh, that's what I, that's what we were talking about. No, we were, we were talking about bringing in guys. Fucking Hobbs is a homegrown AW guy. And Ricky Sarks, well, he got brought in from NWA. Uh, yes. Okay. That's, oh, my goodness. The YouTube show. I don't watch such that shit. Big, such a big acquisition. Why aren't they using him more? They're using him now. Okay? They had to build him up, too. Because who the fuck they, was Ricky Sarks before he came over here? They used him Cody. When Cody was there. When Cody was there, yes. And then what they do? They dropped him. Then they, they had him with uh, Team Taz. Team Taz for a little bit. And then what happens? He gets dropped. And what is he yeah. doing right now, though? What is he doing right now? FTR was getting dropped probably, as well for a while. Probably some of the best work Ricky Stark is doing right now. And FTR is even worse because they have, they're the champions, apparently, of three different companies. Yeah, wrestling with other companies. And yeah, we their titles that they don't show on TV. That's happening like every other week or so. Honestly, with FTR, what are they supposed to be doing right now? They are weren't they supposed to be in a feud? People, currently, then people the don't give a boys? fuck if the, if you don't tell them what's going on, people won't give a fuck. And that doesn't matter. I don't think FTR cares at this point anymore. Yeah, because they're going back to WWE. I wouldn't care either. Exactly. So what are they crying about? What is anyone crying about? There's companies for people to watch. Well, going back to the original watch. question so, or what anyway, we were talking about, FTR is your only example. Then they don't I do it all the time. I just said Powerhouse Hobbs. I just said Powerhouse oh my Hobbs. God. Powerhouse Hobbs. I wouldn't even say him either. Brian but Danielson. Brian. We just talked about Brian Danielson. <laughs> they didn't fucking do that with Brian Danielson. 
he did. I don't think so. He was he was doing something the whole time. He took maybe two weeks off every now and again. He did get hurt at one point because he tweaked his leg uh, during the segment. Mm -hmm. Remember, he got caught in between the ring and the ramp. And yes. That's it. So I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Yeah, they did it with. They've done it with Rusev. Done it with FTR. I give you that much. But there's not anyone else that I'd be like, oh my god, what are they doing with him? They did it with Scorpio Sky. They'd bring Scorpio him on for Sky's a while. Injured. No, but they bring before that though, when he was going on the TNT title run, they'd bring him back. Uh, pair yeah, him with fucking Dan Lambert. He was injured the whole time. That's why when he dropped the title, he's been gone. He was he's injured. He had surgery. All right, but they were they were rotating him at some point. Yes, at one point they had nothing for him. Okay, that's all I'm saying. And that happens everywhere. But he wasn't anybody. He's not a guy. Also, to be like, why aren't they doing more with him? He's still not a top star. He wasn't a top star. He was a prospect, a really good looking prospect. But we don't know everything that was happening. Hell, you they didn't even know that he was injured currently. They so used to say. Injured. They used to say. Why don't they use him more or use him better? And now, after this last run, we don't really want to see him, do we? No, apparently not. Yeah, because no. there's other people that they built up that you want to see instead. Like Ricky Starks. Like Ricky Starks, so what does it matter? So let's hope they don't rotate him again at some point. Let's hope not. But half the time, they're, they're off TV because they're injured. Ricky Starks was off TV for so long because he had gotten a broken neck. Yeah, I wonder why. I mean, it couldn't have been that fucking style they wrestle. Everyone wrestles a style. Not in everyone's company, been injured, yeah. Every a lot of people have been injured in that company. Yeah, before going there. I'll stop it. That's not what I'm talking about. But That's what I'm talking about. Um. Yeah, man. I mean. It's whatever. Uh, honestly, this, uh, to me, it's whatever. Uh, until CM Punk comes back, I'm just kind of <laughs> riding it out. I'm not even watching these shows live. I'm just riding it out until CM Punk comes back. And, I, yeah. I really do doubt he's going to come back. There's no way. Never say never, buddy. I'd see him going to WWE before he goes back to AEW. I would love that more, but I don't. I don't know. I think I'd rather, I think I'd see him more retiring. I think he just needs to he just needs to fix something because that one thing that Dak said is enough for me to be like, well, he just probably needs to stop being so sensitive about shit. Triple H should just call CM Punk. Hey Phil, you ready to make some real fucking money, bitch? You come over here to and WWE. CM Punk, CM Punk yeah. cried because he's like, don't call me a bitch. I'm not coming to you because you hurt me. You hurt my feelings. And then Triple H would say, I'm sorry, I want all the money you're going to bring us, you know, in. And... <laughs> like, they don't already make money. They don't need CM Punk. But, dude, CM Punk coming in, not saying it's going to be the biggest gate they've ever done, because they won't be close to that. Um, no. But, however, the world would be talking about world wrestling entertainment. Uh, Triple H would be like, hey, man, come over here, talk your shit. We'll fucking build you up, put you up against our biggest star, Roman Reigns, and they we'll make some real fucking money. They wouldn't give him that kind of offer. Dude, who, why wouldn't they? Why do they have to? They already have all their stars that they I'm need. I'm saying they have to, but they want to make money. Why would they want to? Because the only they way they want to is because they have to. 
They have plenty of money. They may That's not have saying. to make so money for they, a while. Why do they need to do that? There's no need to do that. For the love, man, of the business. Oh, shut the fuck oh, up. You can't, you can't even say that about <laughs> Sasha going to New Japan. That's for the love of the what business. That's the love of, her, the, the, of the wrestling business. Her love for the wrestling business. Her oh, love for I'm wrestling. The love of the business where we're going to get something that's good shit, that brings in money, it does well, and is remembered. Bro, well, nobody wants to see Sasha to Banks and Who wrestle said- a bunch of Japanese schoolgirls in fucking Japan. Well, you might not want to watch it, but there are definitely a lot of fans who would want to see that. Especially the fans or the people in Japan. You don't think that the people in Japan would love to see Sasha Banks go over there and wrestle their top stars? The ones that they watch every single week? And it doesn't I'm sure there's some people think. that want to see that, but that's not what yes. I'm saying. Sasha Banks isn't doing it for everybody. She's doing it for herself. Well, fuck her. I want the CCM Punk rather than Sasha Banks do what she wants to do. And I'm sure the casual fan would rather see that as well. Well, CM Punk's going to do what he wants to do. And WWE does not need CM Punk. So there's no way they're going to give him a big ass contract for but a guy who's got him. injured. They want him. One year. Why would they want him? They don't want him. Why does AEW need him? They don't. They want him because they AW, feel like AEW wants him because yes, CM Punk will make them money, and yes. that's what they need right now because they're a startup business. WWE does not need CM Punk or want CM Punk, but they would entertain the idea of it, and they of would entertain a discussion. Of course, they're entertaining, but it wouldn't be to the point where they're gonna be like. You're gonna get the feud with Roman Reigns. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do that. I don't. I don't think so. I don't even know. That's what makes sense. Would, I don't even know where you would fit CM Punk at this point in WWE. After Mania, after they go through everything, fuck it. Bring him on like the night after Mania and start something new. But just to lose, because he'll be losing against Roman. And he'll look fucking great at it. How many people have lost to Roman Reigns and he gave them one of the best matches of their career? Uh, okay. Buddy Murphy. On a SmackDown match. So CM Punk can't do that no more is what you're saying. He can't make his own. It doesn't matter who he He doesn't need to make Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is the guy that makes people now. Then why does CM Punk need the match? In AEW. Why would it benefit (laughs) CM Punk? Why would they need to put Roman Reigns with CM Punk when they could put Roman Reigns with someone who actually needs the match? It would make a lot of money and that benefits everybody. Nah. I would see CM Punk going up against like if... Seth Rollins ain't doing nothing, he can do it with him. That'd be great, too. That would make a lot of money, too. That would make more sense than putting him with the top guy. Okay. But eventually, you got to have Roman and CM Punk. And if you don't, you just miss. If your boy can stay healthy, then maybe. But, I mean, we've seen that he can't roll with them. You You think in 2002, WWE needed Rock and Hogan at WrestleMania? No, they didn't need it. They wanted it. At the time, uh, WWE already Are beat. you comparing CM Punk to The Rock? Are you comparing CM Punk, who can't even, like, do anything, to The Rock? Uh, are you questioning CM Punk, probably are one of the top com- three or five biggest stars in this uh, century? <laughs> in this century? Buddy, that's still The Rock. The Rock was in, May in, in 2000, buddy. Stone Cold Steve. You said century, buddy. The century started in 2000. The Rock was still wrestling in 2000. 
he became the biggest star in besides Stone Cold in the wrestling industry in the late nineties. Stone Cold Steve Austin was still wrestling at the time, so he still has that star power no matter what. Ric Flair was still wrestling in two thousand, and he oh, already Bobby had was still wrestling in two thousand. Undertaker was wrestling in two thousand. Ric Flair was not made in the twenty first century. Ric Flair was already at the end of his fucking career by the late nineties. He was already questioning whether he was still the man. Uh, sorry, buddy. CM Punk would not be able to do shit. The biggest stars of the 21st century are obviously John Cena, Roman Reigns, mm -hmm. CM Punk, Brian mm -hmm. Danielson, mm -hmm. Randy Orton. The Undertaker, maybe. No, not The Undertaker. The Undertaker, yes. He had some of his best, best matches in, in the, the late 90s century. as well. Oh, what? true, true. Okay, had, I'll give you that one. I'll Tom give you Michaels? that one. Shawn Michaels was. Okay. Shawn Michaels' best okay. years were ahead of him, buddy. Get out of here! You don't even know what you're talking about. You're such a fanboy. You don't overlook all the people who had great runs and great matches. You can put Chris Jericho there too. Fuck, you can put Rey Mysterio. Fuck, you can I put could... Eddie Guerrero. Chris Benoit. Really, brother? What, better say a that... better run than what CM Punk has had. Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero never had. Bigger yeah, runs than CM the Punk. The moment, did. the moment that they had at WrestleMania 20. The moment, the build up, the build up to get them to that moment. CM Punk had a whole run yeah. as the biggest babyface they had at the time. You're ridiculous, bro. No, it's just I'm just speaking facts, and I could argue you may not think so, but I could argue that CM Punk had better runs, runs. Not talking about one specific moment. Um. One of the best runs than some of those guys that you just mentioned, including Chris uh, Benoit, including Eddie Guerrero, and I don't use Chris Jericho. You say runs, I was only thinking of it as a title, but a run is the time from when they push him to the time that they stop pushing him. I'm about 2011 to 2014, he didn't have the championship all those three years. Dude, 2011 to 2014, the shit yeah. end of his career. What? I mean, what other? What other time in his career do you consider up there besides those 20, three years? Maybe 2011 to 2012, but like the 13 or 14, what was he doing then? He was working heel. He had a great fucking match with The Undertaker at WrestleMania. He wasn't even the champion anymore. He nah. had feuds with The Rock, Chris Jericho that we've talked about, John Cena. Like, come on, man. Randy Orton. Randy Orton and Undertaker had the great feud too. That's irrelevant. But That's, how's that irrelevant? <laughs> You're talking you, about all these great feuds, all these great things, but people have done things that were just as great or better than CM Punk. CM Punk within the last century. Nah, dude. I mean, I'm not putting him over Taker. I'm not, I'm not saying that. And I probably wouldn't put him over Orton. I said some of the people you mentioned. <laughs> you said top three, buddy. So that means okay, Orton and Undertaker are one and two? I had Taker starting off as being that guy in the late 90s. And then Shawn Michaels. The late 90s. The late 90s was like the tail end of his worst part of his career. And then he comes back and has a resurgence in, he was already the, a in the, the company. Though. He already was one of the top guys in the company. And he still had his best matches ahead of him. And then Shawn yeah. Michaels. He his was, whole resurgence was in 2005. The Iron Man match and the run against uh, with Austin and the DX, that was all late 90s, buddy. But everything that happened after that, when he came back. Okay. 
Did he have a great run? He had great matches. He had a great run as a as Shawn Michaels, dude. Come on. Even with his shit with Undertaker. It doesn't matter about the run. Like, oh, he had a succession as the champion for this long. Shawn Michaels wow. was above being the champion. You didn't have to be a champion if you were Shawn Michaels. Oh, I'm not going to shit on Shawn Michaels. But that's what I thought, because that's what it is. Like, but I'm not agreeing fully with what you're saying about CM Punk. <laughs> I'm just saying, CM Punk is not the end-all be-all in, in this century. Like, you just love to just slobber all over Punk the first chance you get. I just love to burst the bubble of all the little CM Punk kids who think that he could do no wrong when he's done plenty of wrong and he had he was only great for that one year and his AEW return was lackluster as fuck you didn't even watch the WWE CM Punk run so it, it doesn't matter you weren't well, okay there. so me saying that it was good doesn't matter because that's You're, what I said you said like oh just that one year he had you already talking about AEW or WWE WWE okay so that one year it wasn't just one year it was okay, a, a year and a half years. No, it three. wasn't two years. I would say three. Two One, and three, four, 434. That, it's what, a year and a half. You're talking about just the title run. I'm yeah. not talking about just the title run. Okay, because the shit that he was doing with Nexus before he actually did the pipe bomb wasn't that great. You do know that his title run, that 434 day one, didn't start until he, was already, he had already been the hottest act for six months, right? Because... That pipe bomb should happen in June, July, and that run started in December. And he was already the hottest act they had. And then the title ran, the title run began, and then his heel run uh, was continuing with Taker. And then he took like a month and a half off, came back, had a great match with Chris Jericho, um, and then he worked Brock. He worked he worked Brock Lesnar later in that summer. So. Um, this is ridiculous. Um, what what you're trying to uh, you're trying to diminish the great run he had. You're just trying to say, oh yeah, yeah, he had a good run, and it was yeah. a great year. Yeah, good a run. It was a great year and a half. Besides John Cena, he from okay, let's say from 2010 and on, right? Of course, you talked about Triple H, Shawn Michaels, whatever. From 2010 on, Roman Reigns. John Cena, probably Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Those three guys <laughs> have probably had a bigger impact than what CM Punk had, yes. But at the time, man, he was right there with Cena. And you're lying to yourself or you just don't remember um, if you say otherwise. Yeah, I'm saying that, that one that year that he was champion a little prior before that i'll give you that much yes he was great but that was just that one point and it's he's been piggybacking off of that one point for the longest time when there's been other people who've done better and not for much longer that you were diminishing when you were saying that he was the top three of this century i mean i just i don't understand i feel like you are giving you definitely are giving him some credit, but I feel like there should be more given for sure. <laughs> no, no, and there's we welcome it, man. 
the fact that you would say that his run was better than anything Shawn Michaels or The Undertaker did was just ridiculous. Yes, ridiculous. The disrespect that you throw at CM Punk sometimes is insane. It's insane. It 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 mind boggles me when you do that. But put your glasses back on, Skip. Um, let's go ahead and. Uh, you said it the wrong. I don't know. I don't know how we got. Uh, I didn't say that, bro. Um, <laughs> who gives a fuck? But yeah, man, I don't know how we got back into CM Punk, but we did. We did because he's trash. Anyways, year-end awards. The Slammys. This, nah, I don't want to call it Slammys, but yes, the year-end awards. Um, where we're going to go ahead and we have some categories. I will go ahead and say the first one. You will give me your answer, and then I'll go to the next one and give my answer first. We'll go like that, back and forth, back and forth. All right, man. I'm excited. It was a crazy ass fucking year. It had its highs. It had its lows. But 2022 is uh, is a wrap for the most part. Um, and man, great matches, terrible matches, great promos, terrible promos. Uh, great moments, bad moments, great drama, bad drama. But We'll go ahead and get started with the first award of the night. Uh, we got Breakout Star of the Year. And ladies and gentlemen, the 2022 Breakout Star of the Year is Austin Theory. Without uh, a it out. Crap. I was going to say according to Dan, but I have the same one for my Breakout Star of the Year. Austin Theory, hands down, without a doubt. He had a tremendous year. A weird middle portion of it, but just came back. You know, came back to win. Not going to lie. It had us in the first half. But and there was not much competition for him in this uh, category, I would say. Uh, I mean, you could technically say... Nah, nah, I don't want nah, to... Cody? Cody? I was going to say MJF, but whatever. Nah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Austin Theory, we'll go and agree on that one. The next award, the 2022... Tag team of the year. Oh. Goes to not the Usos. Oh shit. Usos. Yes, yes. The Usos. The Go Usos. ahead and come on down and accept your award. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, God damn it. The Usos had such a great year, such had, had such great um matches and all these different types of pay per views. Uh their matches with the fucking um what the fuck is their name with Montez Ford? Yes, Street Profits. Street Profits, there you go. With the Street Profits are probably matches that we're going to think back to. I mean, Usos can honestly, for me, be Tag Team of the Year for almost every year for the past five years. I, I said it. I said what I said. Um, they're that damn good. But let's go ahead. If your list is the same as mine, I'm going to go ahead and announce the next one. So we're going to talk about the Rivalry of the Year Award. Now, this may be differ between the two of us. The Rivalry of the Year, according to me, I'm going to have to give it to Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. Yes, yes, that's what I had too. They had the best matches, uh, the best feud, honestly the one you kind of remember from this year the most, but Cody and Seth for sure, um, best matches, best feud. And it's not over. It. And it's not over, folks. It's so. not over yet. And now we're going to go to our next award, the God moment of the year. I've got to choose... Cody Rhodes again. 
when he came out in the Hell in the Cell. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. It's so hard to freaking watch. That, for me, is a by God moment of the year. As soon as he took off his fucking... I was like, Jesus Christ! So I was like, what the hell are we watching? That's a, that's a great pick, but this is where our... Uh, you know, it's where we part ways, yeah. Um, the by God moment, to me, was going to be the moment that was like, what the fuck, like, just happened? Oh, I've never seen this, like, by God. Um, the ring lift at SummerSlam with uh, Brian Roman, I was like, this is fucking insane. We've seen the ring collapse, but they just lifted it so high up, and then they that image of them rolling off, you know, the ref or whatever, Roman or some Roman. shit. Like- it, was, it was Roman rolling off. Dude, crazy shit. Never seen anything like it. A runner-up for By God Moment of the Year is also the CM Punk rant at the, the media call. Okay, uh, okay. I thought about a, that. But... A good little runner-up right there. Um, all right. Go ahead. You take the next one. All righty. So we have the Mike Man of the Year. This one's pretty obvious. I think we know who's going to win this, and it wasn't close. Even though Ricky Starks has been showing some... Uh, some great uh, moments here recently, but right. um, on three, let's say it at the same time, okay? Yes. One, two, three. Doink the clown. What? <laughs> Who'd you say? Doink the clown. Mike <laughs> of the year. I didn't even think of Christian, but yes, but no. MJF. Yeah, no, it's MJF. I just said Christian for fun. I thought <laughs> you were being for real because we I love. love- <laughs> I mean, we know how much you love to slob over him. Um, hey, man, he had a fucking great promo after he turned on fucking uh, on um, uh, on Jungle Boy, and he had great promos following that one. So he he would be a good runner up for me, but MJF definitely takes the cake. Yes, sir, and he might win it for the next ten, fifteen years. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. I but it, doubt it. the next award, the pay per view of the year. Now, for me. I had to pick the one with the best crowd, man. Clash of the Castle. Dude, me too. Clash of the Castle. That's what I was thinking. And I Everything wasn't even doing it. Banger. I was, yeah. I, for me, it was just the match card and the quality. Like, it was, like that whole night was just so surprising. It was so good. The Gunther Sheamus match was a fucking beast. Um, without a doubt, that was the that's been the ba- the best pay per view this year. Better than SummerSlam. SummerSlam was up there though. I thought. Oh yeah, SummerSlam was great. It was great, but Cardiff just. I don't know, man. That one felt like a WrestleMania. But AEW did not even be, we're not even considered in this category this year. Um, mm, no, unfortunately, this is their worst years for pay per views. Tony Khan, it was, it's been the greatest year uh, for them. Money wise, maybe, but story wise and booking. Yeah. No, no. They, they fucked double or nothing being 12 hours long. That was horrible. Um, Go ahead and send us off to the next award. All right, we're going to go ahead and do return of the year when a wrestler returns and everyone goes, yeah. Anyways, and I'll have to pick once oh again. God, did you pick Cody Rhodes too? I pick Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Um, what better return than to return at Mania with your fucking gimmick from the indies slash AW? Like, that's just so fucking huge. It's ridiculous. Like, people didn't understand. Like, I'm freaking out over here alone, and, and everyone's like, Oh, what's going on? It's like, bitch, you don't understand how big this is. So Cody on here like three times already. I told you I was gonna have like the same person like a lot of times, but I didn't. Th- I don't think you thought it was gonna be Cody. I mean, that return was fucking insane. Uh, definitely takes the cake. I mean, 
besides CM Punk coming back to save the world, and then he got hurt uh, like two weeks later. But um, yeah, man, this right here was the return of the year, without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. All righty, and if we're gonna go to the next one, women's wrestler of the year. If I had to pick one, this was tough. I've, I've got to go with Bianca. Yes, I had to also because I mean like, she's had the best run out of everybody this year. Uh, a good like runner-up for me would be like a Tony Storm or um um fuck what's her name? She's not that great, obviously. I don't remember her name. The one she fought actually, who lost? She lost her title too. Um, wait, who were you talking about? Uh, Tony Storm lost her title too. Hater, Hater, Jamie Hater. She could have been breakout star of the year for the for the women if we had a category there. If we had well, a category there, but that's kind of gender neutral. Um, but yeah, Bianca Belair because she had the match with Becky at uh, WrestleMania. She had the match with Becky again at SummerSlam. She had a ladder match with Bailey. Um, yeah, man, and I wanted to kind of put Rhea Ripley, but. Uh, she did get hurt, and she's coming up, man. She's coming up, though. Next I, this year, next year, it, yeah. This is her next year. Hey, man. Um, shout out to Ray, Dominic. I didn't get to say this earlier. I wanted to, but shout out to Ray, Dominic, and Rhea for making the most entertaining videos for the holidays. Honestly, the Thanksgiving one was was great, but their Christmas one was even better. Dom got fucking arrested. Coffin and and. Uh, uh, and priest, coffin and priest. I can't make they it in that on TV or no. I think they showed no. the Thanksgiving one. I think they showed the Thanksgiving one. I'm not sure if they showed the the Christmas one on on TV, but it, it's it's great. It's it's great storytelling. That's like the behind story that's going to happen. I can see Ray and Dominic going one on one at Mania. We'll see that. So far, we've only disagreed on the uh, Baga moment of the year, and we got two awards left to give out. Yes, sir. So let's go. Name oh, the next go. Uh, I'm going to go with the match of the year next. Um, I feel like this one is pretty obvious to me. But Cody and Seth. Uh, it's me too, dude. Me too. <laughs> dude, I mean, how can it not be? There was so much emotion put into that match. It was ridiculous. Like, just you, you're feeling like you just felt Cody Rhodes that whole time and you just wanted him to do good and he did a fucking amazing job dude like oh my god when he comes back it's insane when he when he comes back it will be insane even though they did show him on Monday Night Raw so it's the, the comeback is gonna be kind of well I don't know I think he came back because they were giving their year-end awards also so I'm not sure because they actually gave them the match of the year as well wow well but I'm I don't blame them yeah, man. Fucking runner up, though. Yeah. Run, runner up would be Gunther and Sheamus at fucking Clash of the Castle. That was a fucking. Oh, yes. oh and and also the Briscoes versus FTR, the first one. Yes. Or the second one was it the second one or first one? I think it was the second. One. It was, uh, the first one, the two out of three was insane. Yes, two yes, out two, out, yes. Two out of three falls. An amazing match. So those two would be my runner ups, but the the top one, I mean, you can't fight emotion, and that was all emotion. Absolutely. So that one is obvious, but this one I, I kind of went back and forth with, man. The main event award here, the men's wrestler of the year, and I might have changed my answer a couple times as the week went on, but Sami Zayn. Oh, Sami Zayn. I still have to give it to Roman. 
I mean, I yeah, said, it's but... the obvious one. I know, but I mean, I just can't. Like, as I can make up an excuse for everybody else, but let's not forget Roman Reigns can be gone for weeks at a time. He's special. He comes back, and you automatically want to be enthralled into the fucking promo. Sami Zayn wouldn't be Sami Zayn right now if it wasn't for the bloodline, if it wasn't for Roman Reigns. So that's why Roman Reigns has to be my number one. I just went off of, like, who's the mo- who got the most over this year? Like, who had the best year for their career? Because Roman was, has been great the last two years. Yep. Two and a half, whatever. Um, getting better. But Sami Zayn, like, this year, that's why I had to give it to him. I just wanted to give him some praise. But Cody Rhodes, though, could have easily won this. And some could argue just those couple months he won it. But I, I mean, didn't yeah. He didn't have the whole year, so can't I can't do that with, with Cody. I could no, I can't do it with him either. I was about to say I could do it with Kevin Owens, but nah, Kevin Owens didn't do anything this year either. Some recognition after Sammy this. Sammy Zayn for sure. Sammy Zayn is definitely someone I can give. Like you telling saying Sammy Zayn isn't a big deal because I feel like it's the it's I like it like he makes sense. Like anyone can pick him as as wrestler of the year, and I wouldn't be like, yeah, that's a horrible pick. Because he's been doing fucking phenomenal this year. He's a but, national treasure and must be protected at all costs. Well, a national treasure to Canada because he's from Canada. True, but he must be protected. And <laughs> um, yeah, man, but that's for the most part. Uh, any quick shout outs you want to give for this recap of the year? Um, anything that deserves any love? Yeah, uh, you know, I got to give a shout out to my man, John Moxley, bro. I mean, Oh god. He, he stepped up two times and I'm not trying to dig at anyone to be honest. Like he literally stepped up twice for AW um which shows that he has um loyalty to them. Um so honestly Moxley is always going to be one of my favorite wrestlers so. Yep. If there was an award I could give to Moxley, I would give it to Moxley. But there was no award here that I could give to Moxley. Well, since we're giving out participation awards, I would I'm like to see him give- I would like to give CM Punk a uh, a great effort this year, putting up with bullshit. Great effort. Um, it's unfortunate that it didn't end the way we wanted it. Us CM Punk fans, of course, of I'm sure certain people would want him to fail. Um, oh, he did fail. Is, I didn't even need, like. I don't even need to want it. He, he already failed. You wanted it, and it happened. So you got what you wanted. Well, I mean, that's not my fault, is it? But I'd like to give him a shout-out, uh, show him some love. Um, yeah, man, nothing to it. I, it wouldn't be because I'm a you know, CM Punk fan, of course. Uh, just wanted to give him some praise. For not doing anything. For fucking it up. Good and job, CM Punk. The worst wrestler of the year, definitely Chris Jericho. Um, so, yeah. I would say Ronda Rousey, but okay. Oh, that's a great pick. I won't... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, that's gonna basically do it for the Alrighty. show. Went a little over, but fuck it. Who gives a fuck? It's the last one of the year. Last one of the year. You get to see us yell at each other for an hour and a half. And it was great. I loved it. Uh, um, great way to end the year. I uh, hope everybody has a great, happy new year. And yeah, man. All right. Take it easy. Well, follow us on Twitter at Let's Wrestle Pod, and you can find our links in the description box. And uh, we gotta go. Bye. Yeah, check out our Twitter. We don't fucking do anything on there. <laughs>